and welcome back to the fourth episode of Plain English. I'm your host, Aaron Frisby. Um, this is a fun one today. We talk about how to get drugs into prison, which is uh, always creates a few good stories. There's a bit of laughing in this one and some funny stories and just an all-around good yarn about it. It's a bit of a change-up from the crime and kind of abuse that we've been talking about in the prior episode, so hopefully this gets a, a few more ears onto our, um, our platform here. I'd just like to thank everyone for their support. Um, we'll be getting some great feedback. Um, if you guys haven't yet, be sure to go on Apple Podcasts and rate and review us. We're actually getting a few listeners from Germany and Taiwan, which is a bit of a worry because I hope they're not looking for that other podcast about how to learn how to speak because there's going to be a lot of people swearing and mumbling um, in Taiwan and Germany. But uh, yeah, without further ado, we've got our fourth installment today, which is called Mudfish Money, How to Get Drugs into Prison. Hope you guys enjoy. Um, you're right. You want to get into it? All right. got man. my notes. Got my uh, incorrect notes where half the stories were wrong. Yeah, no, you sent me that stuff you were saying on meth and this, and I was like, no, I've done Mate. meth. Fucking try and stay up when I'm on heroin, but I was always on Phew. morphine or heroin. Opiates. Mate, I run, I run a pure life. I don't know the difference between these things. Yeah, bro, meth is fucking not the good stuff. Well, my biggest, the, my biggest struggle is Coca Cola. Coke. I've been hopped up on pop a few times. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, let's start with that chocolate bar story that you told me, if that was correct. That's, no, that's like an inside thing fucking guys do. Whether someone's actually ever did it for real, I don't know. But guys will, for jokes, go and fucking put like a chocolate bar, like a little gift package under someone's pillow or something. And then if they go in and they eat any of it, fucking, they got to fucking give up some sex, but fucking, <laughs> fucking around. I don't think that shit's ever happened. I've only ever actually heard of one person ever being forced to have sex in there. And it was pretty brutal, actually. It's for real. This young kid was with a guy in there. Fucking, I guess, we figured the guy would look out for him and take care of him. And he was a cellmate. So right away, he's when you first go in, some guys get you get a cellmate, right, for a certain amount. Well, everybody does for a certain amount of time, and usually six months, eight months, whatever. Sometimes up to a year, depending on how full the, the jail is. And then you get a single cell. But your cellmate, you don't always get a pick who your first one is. After that, you can pick and ask, you know, move in with people you like, whatever. Um, there's ways around it. But this guy, anyways, was with this guy, and I guess uh, this guy was being a homo with him. I don't know, doing what. And then apparently it was this, as well, this, now this guy says, this was this guy's defense when guys were going to fuck him up over it. It's because guys found the other, the younger kid in the cell tied up with fucking like shoelaces, fucking tied up, and the other guy was going to fuck him. <laughs> and that's a true story. That guy that was going to do that, he's a piece of shit, so it doesn't matter. His name was Beaver. I can imagine that, that he's a piece of shit. That was in Drummeller. I was like, um, my first year there, too. I was like, what the fuck? So there was no, there's no um, setup where if you, uh, there's no setup for new people when they come in, they're offered any drugs and then the kind of thing is they've got to bring something. Oh, no, people. oh, no, that's offered to guys all the time in there. There's predators in there like crazy. Yeah, like there's guys, that's, that's full on their move, isn't there? There's the try and come on to, not necessarily just because you're a young guy, you can be an older guy. It's, it's if you're, 
whatever a certain kind if you're the kind of guy that would suck a cock i guess like <laughs> i'm talking more um like on on the drug side of things instead of sexual like i know there's times where guys have owed people drugs and they've had to try and get some get some into to repay people have to get some dope in yeah to repay people like yeah, cause I, you, you told me a story yeah. where um yeah, yeah so like basically yeah if you're in debt and you got to bring in dope for people. Yeah. Yeah. Or you cannot be in debt and just want to get fucking dope for yourself. That's, that's mules. That's, that's common. That's, you get somebody to fucking bring dope in for you, poop it or swallow it or go to a conjugal visit. And then they bring it in and fucking some guys are champs. The amount of dope they can put up their ass. <laughs> like it's nuts. I think you told me one story where you attempted to do it and it caused uh, tears to come me? out of your eyes. Yeah. No, no, that was fucking for a friend. Fucking, he wanted me to hoop out a bunch of money. <laughs> like street cash. He wanted me to hoop it out and get some dope sent in from. That's the only time I ever tried to hoop anything myself. And it full on fucking, yeah, like it was painful. It was brutal. So there wasn't a time that a girl bought you in something. And you tried to, and she was laughing at you because you had tears coming out of your eyes. Oh no, that was my sister. Okay, that was that wasn't bringing dope in. That was when that was my first jail bit ever. That that was when I was in provincial, and that was just a little five jar of uh, oil. My sister, so my, I don't know where my sister got the money. I think I don't know, but anyways, she was supposed to bring me this oil, and I was on the phone with her. And I normally never ask her to do anything, but she was like, oh, I got some money. I can't remember. I think somebody owed me money and she got it from them or something. But she's, I said, well, fucking buy me some oil then. And so she bought me a five jar of oil. Oil is common in Ontario. And then she, when she came to see me in the parking lot, she fucking decided to smoke some. Like a total heat bag. You're coming into a prison. You can't come in smelling like fucking dope and all high to see me. But then she drops the lid on the floor of the fucking car somewhere. She can't find it. So when she brings it in to me, she's got it wrapped up in tinfoil. That's it. And I'm like, what the fuck? So she comes in, but I don't know. It's only in t- it's wrapped up in tinfoil without the lid yet. Fucking, she comes in and I can see her. She looks all high. I'm like, holy fuck. So I sit down and start talking to everything. And she hands it to me. I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's like wrapped up wad of fucking tinfoil. And she's like, you know, uh, smiling at me. And she proceeds to tell me she fucking got high and left the fucking lid in the car so i give it back to her like this is no fucking good to me i'm all mad and i'm sitting there i'm like okay well whatever it's my sister so we're talking and i'm trying to be mad at her but she's fucking laughing so much and being a heat bag and i'm the guard's like staring at me and i'm like okay fucking give it back to me because <laughs> i want this fucking oil and so she gave it back to me and that's where i had to try and hoop that and it was just a small little fucking thing but because it was tin foil and i got like the <laughs> fuck Right, so that was a fucking pain in the ass. <laughs> literally, literally, yeah. yeah, literally. But yeah, no, I've never hooped like freaking big stalls or nothing. Other the only, only other time I tried hooping anything—that's what they call it, hooping suitcasing. Fucking was for a friend of mine. It was street cash though, and he was massively in debt, and I was getting out. Well, he was massively in debt. I guess he was—he was in debt, and he's—he's he's really desperate. He's like, if you can get this money out to another friend of ours out there. He's going to put together a package and then it's going to get back in there for him and he's going to pay all his debt. And I'm like, fuck, bro. Okay, I'll fucking do it for you. 
Well, right, so right, I'm thinking, well, where are you getting the street cash, right? Go pay your debts. <laughs> so the night I'm getting out, he has a, him and some other guy, they got, somehow they got, the one guy has a job. I don't sure if he has a job in there yet or not. So, but they break into the staff fucking vending machines. And I don't know how, but they get all the fucking change out of there. So all the loonies and toonies he grabs, mostly as many toonies as he can and then some loonies. And he puts together fucking $200 worth of fucking toonies and loonies. <laughs> and he has that rolled up in a fucking a stall. And he, <laughs> and he brings that to me. And I'm like, holy fuck, bro. There's no fucking way I can do that. That's fucking massive, man. So we broke it down, fucking. I said, I'll, I had, I, I was doing dope right up until I got out myself in there. So I had no cash to get out with. And because I've been in for a while, I don't got family or anything. I'm not, like, relying on anyone for any money. So, like, when I'm getting out, I got to hit the fucking pavement, like, fucking hustle and get money right away. So the little bit of money I got out, I told him, I said, I'll put that with what I can take out for you and fucking uh, <laughs> and um, give it to our friend. I was going to say his name at first, but, yeah, it doesn't matter. Anyway, he's a good friend. He's, he's They're in Edmonton. If they hear this, they know what I'm talking about. Nothing but love. But so... So now we're, we're, we're ourselves are beside each other and we got a hole poked through our wall. Fucking we grind it out so that we can pass the cable back and forth so we can play uh, Super Nintendo on each of our TVs. Because in there you're allowed a 12 inch TV, 12 to 14 inch TV. And so if you have the, can, the cord passed through, you can each stay on your own TV. And so you can play fucking um, Mario Kart, shit like that. And it's also small enough that we can pass through a joint or a fucking. Even cigarettes, sometimes you run out of cigarettes in there during a lockdown. And so we pass each other stuff back and forth. And we just fill it up with a little wad of fucking toilet paper. Fucking, and it fills the hole back up. Looks like the concrete's filled back up and the guard, you know, it's just a little hole. But they've never said nothing about it. So we're cellmates and I'm getting out now. And so he's making jokes and laughing in there. And he's, and I told him, I says, fucking, uh, you keep it up. I'm going to fucking leave this in here for you. I'm not going to fucking take it. And then when it comes time to fucking hoop it, bro, holy fuck, that was brutal. It felt so heavy. After I hooped it, I stood up, and I got all these fucking toonies up my ass. And I'm like, fuck, bro, I don't know if I can fucking make it out of here with this. I feel like I got to take a massive fucking shit. And he's like, come on, bro, bro, bro. And then he starts making jokes and shit. And I was like, I'll fucking leave it in here. <laughs> Being like a Pez dispenser and shit with fucking toonies. I can't imagine I fucking... it's that, actually that much money, though. Like, you couldn't huh? fit that much. Like, it wouldn't actually amount to that much money. I did money, $200. Though, oh, I 200 bucks. bucks. Yeah. I did, I did, I did fucking, I can't remember how many it was, but it was like 80-something, almost 90 toonies, and then some loonies. Oh, but he, when he originally brought it to me, bro, he had all the toonies, like, if you can imagine this, one way. And then he had one whole side with four loonies on one side and four loonies on the other side. And then along the length of it, four loonies, four loonies, four loonies. Four. <laughs> it was fucking oh, massive. I was like, no fucking way. And it was like all the loonies and toonies. So 300 and something bucks or something. I was like, no, I'll take out as much as I can, like the toonies and shit. I said, I'll take out 200 for you. And I had almost $200 myself of money to get out with. Like, I'm not kidding. That's all I had to get out with of my own personal money. Because I had to pay off all my debts and everything right before I got out. Like, I got out owing nothing, but got out with nothing, too. Fucking left. Anything I had in there, of course, I leave for friends, right? Like, all my, my TV and all that stupid shit, right? Some guys take their shit out with them. I don't know what the fuck. They're just, I got to take this shit out. They're even taking their toothpaste and their fucking, 
everything out with them, the shampoo, for fuck's sakes. I need this when I get out, man. <laughs> All right, buddy. Good luck to you. I've got a celebration going on in the background. It's the 7 o'clock. Uh... Oh, yeah? Is it noisy where you are? Yep. Um, Not too bad here. I'd support that shit 100%, though. Yep. Those nurses and doctors, like all the, the cleaning staff, all of them, that's fucking awesome they're doing that. Like, that takes parts to show up to fucking work where you can get sick and maybe die. Even supermarket workers, like, they're not getting paid enough to yeah, touch that much yeah, stuff every day. They paid more. Danger pay. Um, so what is the um, going commodity in prison? So if you are looking to get drugs, can you pay cash or is it smokes or what is it? The, or is it drugs for drugs or what is the currency? Everything and anything. So you have canteen in there. You get canteen in there, first of all. That's like store stuff you can buy. So like pop chocolate bars, chips, smokes, tobacco is elite, not illegal, uh, not allowed in jail no more. They took it out, but when it was allowed, there was uh, bales of tobacco and um, cartons, packs of tobacco. Uh, and so then you had canteen, which was, well, actually even before canteen, there was tokens. When I first started doing time, there was tokens. This was in Alberta and they had tokens. Uh, Dollar tokens, I think they had quarters too. A quarter token, a dollar token, a five dollar token. I think tens were the most. Fuck, it's been a long time. But we, we used to take a token, we used to take like a five dollar token and glue it to the pavement out in the yard and then watch how many guys would try and stop and pick it up. <laughs> trying to be slick and pretend they're tying up their shoe and then trying to pick it up. We all burst out laughing. Oh, get all embarrassed. And then other guys would see it and they know what's up. They've been in for a long time. They just smile and look around who it is. They're laughing themselves. So the tokens were created as a for a currency for you guys to use. Oh no no tokens! Funny you say that. Tokens were were from the guards. The guards like tokens were part of CSC corrections. They used to give us tokens. At first was how we got our, paid our money in there. You used to get sixty nine dollars a month if you're at your or a month uh, every two weeks if you're at your top level pay. Like that's nuts, right? Sixty nine dollars was it every two weeks or a week? Fuck, let me remember. Six ninety a day. That's every two weeks. So every two weeks, the most money you could get was $69 unless you were working, making extra money like in the kitchen with overtime or you're working in Corkan, the shops, making even a little bit extra money. I remember one time when guys were making more money in Corkan, the guards said, oh, we're going to start charging fucking the man said, we're going to start charging you guys rent. How the fuck are you going to charge guys rent in prison? Like guys were like, fuck <laughs> you. I'm not paying rent. Kick me out for fuck's sake. Right? Like, <laughs> what is it you're saying? Court can what were you saying? Court can. Corrections yeah, Canada. Oh, Those are the oh. guys. So they, they make stuff that, that gets handed out in the jails, and some of it even goes to the streets. They make underwear, shirts, jeans, furniture, shit like that. And then the furniture is passed around the prisons. And so everyone. So they make stuff for to be used in the prisons. And they call it Corrections Canada. Court can. Corrections Canada. Right. And it's it's like a business enterprise, and they make money off it, the fuckers. And if you work at that in there, you can make a little extra pay, right? But you're not going to get rich making money in there. Although some guys will fucking do like three, four years in there and save up all their fucking money they make in there, in their canteen and get out with it. Some guys are that, you know, they just don't fucking do dope or anything. And were you spending most of yours on um, canteen oh, wow. stuff? Or? The more money I spend in prison, the better time I'm doing. That was my theory. And trust me, I fucking blew a lot of money. <laughs> Way more than I could ever get paid in my canteen. So then you got so you got your canteen money, which is the money you make in the prison. 
used to be tokens and then it turned into where you got to order your canteen so then you could only get you know tobacco was the main currency but chocolate bars pop and stuff you could open up a little store and cuff chocolate bars pop chips two for three back um and then cuff bales and shit and you could cuff two bales for three bales back so you, there's that making money like that some guys are hardcore like that call them merchants right but other guys just do it to fucking do whatever i used to do it for friends and fucking that was just to buy more dope when it came really fucking some guys would have dope and the only thing they want is certain canteen items i only want this this and that for you know a point of heroin right you're like fuck well this is what we got and we, we would have it because we had a store so it was good but uh so yeah so you got your canteen and then there was street cash in there so street cash there's two ways to have street cash you could have, actually have physical cash in there which was like literally street cash and so if you had a 50 dollar bill it was worth a hundred dollars and then you could also have money on the streets, right? Which was like bank transfers and shit. And so you could have somebody send $100 on the streets for you to somebody else. And then that person would pay you in the prison, either with dope or tobacco or canteen tokens when it was back in token days when we had tokens. But oh, when you said making money, so you remind me of a funny story. When I was in drum, a good friend of mine in there, he made fucking money in there and he called it mudfish money. Anyone that was in drum fucking back, between 95 and 2000 which fucking remember this fucking shit <laughs> Mudfish and, money. well they took away our they took away our tokens right and so now so now all we got for currency in there is our tobacco and the canteen right well that's hard to move around you know 100 dollars worth of tobacco 400 dollars worth of tobacco who the fuck wants 400 dollars worth of tobacco right yeah so um and the gamblers right when they want they want to gamble and they want to gamble with money in there gambling is you know Fucking one of the main pastimes in there for a lot of guys. So, so a buddy of mine made mudfish money, and so basically it was fucking money that he made down in the shops because some inmates worked down in the shops, and down there they got a print shop, and somehow he found a way to make these fucking like little plastic fucking coins with a picture of a fish stuck in the mud, and he called it mudfish money. And he was so solid in there, and he had so much canteen and shit going, and a bunch of other guys were in on it too. So basically they made their own bank in there. The money was honored currency. Like not only if you're gambling with this, this shit was used to buy dope in there. It was used to pay store bills in there. And then you could take this fucking shit and you could take it to these guys that made the mudfish money. And then they give you fucking whatever for it. Like they give you dope and shit, but it was honored currency. Like it was an actual money in there. That was fucking funny. Guards would be doing cell searches, looking for it all the time. So the guards knew about it, obviously. Oh, yeah, the guards know, but they got to catch shit, right? Yeah. There, there's so many inmates in there that tell the guards stuff. They know everything, right? Fucking right. Eventually, they know everything. And then um, I know you've told me one story, but how many times? I mean, I know you see it on crime or prison t- uh, movies or TV shows. How many times are the guards actually working with the prisoners to get things in and out? Oh, where the guards are in cahoots? That's really yeah. rare. That's very, very rare. rare. Most guards are goof guards, right? Like they're guards, right? All guards are goofs. Even even the good guards are still goofs. I guess we should explain. Can you explain what the word goof means? Because I think it has a lot more weight in prison than it does out here. Oh, well, for sure. It's like, it means a lot of things. It can mean at the worst level, it means you want to fight. It's like a fighting word. It's a go word, a goof, right? If a guy's a goof and you call him a goof, and then if he doesn't want to fight with you, right? Well, Pretty much makes him a goof. Like you don't have to win a fight; you just gotta fucking show up sometimes, right? 
But if you are a true goof, well, then you're a goof, win or lose. Like a perfect example is a good friend of mine in there, Curtis, right? Fucking, it's okay to say some friends' names and stuff, fucking. Uh, like, then no one's going to get in shit for prison stuff that's long done. But anyways, my friend Curtis, he's good shit, tough kid. Fucking, we were all young in there. I was a kid in there, too, so I even call myself a kid when I first started. And there was this one guy in there he thought was a goof, and he's like, you're a fucking goof. So they go to fight. And my friend ends up losing the fight because this other guy's a fucking tough fuck. But he, so he gets up, he's all bloody, he keeps trying to fight. He can't win, so he's, he's he's like, he's done, right? So he's walking away. He's like, you might have fucking won, but you're still a fucking goof. And I got friends that are going to kick the fuck out of you. And then, of course, he goes and gets everybody else, right? But, yeah, so you don't, you don't have to win to fucking be right and stuff. And just because you win doesn't mean you're not a goof still. Like some guys, it's their action. Okay, so a goof is somebody that's a fuck up, right? right? And depending how bad you fuck up is how bad a goof you are. But I mean, you know, even a little bit of a goof is, is bad. You don't want to be a little bit of a goof. And so guys use the word sometimes to start fights. Sometimes old timers don't like hearing the word goof being said because it triggers them or something. And then sometimes they're just being retards. I don't know. Like, like I was in there and I have a lot of respect and stuff. But at the same time, Whatever, I fucking, I'm in there to do my time. And me and my friends were in there, and we like to joke around and tease each other and shit. And uh, so we would throw the word goof back and forth at each other, like, dirty goof or something like that. And then this one old-timer in there, he's trying to act like he's all fucking hard. Maybe at one point in his life he was, I don't know, but he wasn't fucking anymore. And But he tries saying to me, he says, if you're in Edmonton Max, which I was in Edmonton Max, but at this time I'm in Drumheller. And he says, if you're in the fucking Max saying that... And I just turn and stop, stop him right away. I'm like, it doesn't fucking matter where you are. It's fucking who you are. Like, fucking shut the fuck up. Right? And he's like, oh, he didn't say nothing. Walked away. Fucking Freddy. He was a fucking clown. So you talk about predators in there. So this guy used to go around and get fucking guys like in debt, whatever, to, you know, with dope and shit. And literally like, just get them away from all the rest of the general population. Get them as, get them as cellmates. And then we just be fucking bad fag like but not like a, being a fag isn't bad preying on other guys to do fucking gay shit is bad i got so many friends in there that are gay like it's not even funny <laughs> fucking <clears throat> but uh like prison so is, does is goof the worst thing you can be called in there like is it what that's yeah, definitely goof, gonna start no, a fight no, no goof's not the worst thing to be called a goof a goof is just a worst thing to be called i guess is a fucking pedophile right if you ask me and then a rapist, and then you know, like the list, you know. But yeah, no, goof is just, it's just, it's not the worst thing to be called, but it's, it's a bad thing to be called. It, it means you want to fight somebody, right? You call somebody a goof, you better be ready to fight if you call somebody a goof. You don't call somebody a goof and then be like, oh, I didn't mean it, or I take it back. Like it's, it's a go word. It's a fighting word. If you call somebody a goof, it's fucking go time, right? Right. And usually something, you know, big was done or sometimes not. Sometimes guys are just idiots and like to throw the word around. Right. And then uh, you touched on the story a little bit last time. Um, what was the deal with the tennis ball set up? Oh, that was just, that was, that wasn't even one of my better fucking ways of getting dope in. That was, that was my friend's score. He was having tennis balls. That was in drum. He was having tennis balls chucked in over the back fence. The guards eventually catch on to everything, right? Either they catch it or inmates talk. Like, it's funny. Like, guys will say stuff to other guys who say stuff to other guys they think they can trust. Eventually, it gets told to someone that can't be trusted. Who eventually tells it to the guards, and then they all get shut down. And if you're telling other guys that 
it's none of their business them knowing and, you, and it's none of your business you know it but you should shut up and if you tell it to the guys it's kind of like dry ratting they call it right because you tell enough guys it's going to get back to the man so you got to keep shit to yourself right like that's just the best policy <clears throat> but anyway so yeah the guards caught on to this this deal uh my friend was having uh dope thrown in the back fence you know those dog thrower things that you can put a tennis ball in you go to the park you can throw the tennis ball really far with it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, just one of those, and you just cut the tennis ball open like a little X, and you just fill it up with fucking dope, and sling, boom, throw it, and it'll fucking fly, especially now that it's filled up. And you just throw them into the yard, and then when we get out in the morning for breakfast, we go out to the yard instead of walking to breakfast, and you go grab the tennis balls. We were doing that. That was that started in the winter time and went on until spring, and then the guards shut that down. But that was just one of the ways of bringing dope in there. Like we had some way better ways. As far as having the balls to just throw dope over the fence, the best one ever was fucking me and a bro of mine, Maddie. Fucking, uh, he's awesome fucking person. I love him. Fucking, uh, we were having fucking. So it wasn't our score. We were part of it. Um, but we were having potato guns and shooting in tubs of tobacco and a tub of. Of dope. So I don't know if you can picture those big white export A tubs of tobacco. They're like fucking. They're pretty six, wide. Yeah, they're they're like six inches fucking uh, wide. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and they're like fucking six or eight inches deep. Yep. So those things being shot in a potato gun, and I'm not kidding you, my fucking word. When it shoots, anyone that was in mission, fucking in 2000. Uh, so hold on, let me make sure I got this right. 2012-2013, anyone that was in there with me then knows the guards fucking shut this down, but for a while it was awesome. Uh, so there was a bunch of bush around Mission, around the fence. This is here in BC, in Mission yep. Prison. Yep. And we were having fucking dope fucking fired in with a potato gun right into the fucking yard. And when you shoot this fucking canisters out of these potato guns, like it is fucking loud, bro. Yeah. Oh. And when the guards hear it, right, because they can hear it, they're in the towers, right, out in the yard. When the guards hear it and they got a truck that drives around, they fucking yell, uh, lock down, lock down the yard, lock down the yard. And then everyone's, you know, like the guards are like, you got to go back to your cells. <clears throat> well, we had this done a couple times at first, and the guards don't know what it is. So you hear the poop, 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 right? Not that fast. You hear poop, 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 like they got to load them. And then fucking, if you don't hear the guards say emergency lockdown, blah, blah, whatever, everyone get back to yourselves. You're laughing. And then you can go grab them. And so the first couple of times we were able to do this, me and my friend Maddie. And how we got involved in this was we were out sitting in the yard and and uh, we were out by the sacred grounds. And then all of a sudden a canister hits the ground. And fucking, it, like it opens up and there's like tobacco falls out. I'm like, holy fuck. Like it almost hit us, right? We're like, where the fuck did that come from? It just came out of the sky. And then we hear the poof again. We didn't hear the first one because we just weren't paying attention. So now we hear the poof. And then another one hits the ground, like, you know, like 20, 30 feet from us. Tumbles and it doesn't open up. It stays together. And it's a white tobacco tub with duct tape wrapped around it to hold the lid and hold it together. And then poof, another one lands and this one's got red tape on it. So the gray duct tape, that's just canisters full of tobacco. So that's only fucking, you know, four bills worth of tobacco in there. That gets caught. Who cares? The, but then there'd be one canister with red tape on it. And that's the one with all the dope. When that you one, say dope, what, what is dope? 
dope. Dope yep. is fucking coke, uh, morphine, heroin, weed, right. weed, everything, right? Right. And that so that's a lot of money in there in that fucking in that uh canister. That one, no matter what, has to make it back. And so, um, the me and Maddie, the first time this happened is boom, boom, boom. These canisters land and everything. They're sitting there. And we're, or sorry, I wasn't with my buddy, buddy Maddie. Maddie's who I went and got to come with me. I was sitting with my friend JJ at the time, and fucking, and then my friend JJ, he's kind of chicken shit. Um, but he stays there with me for about you know 10, 15 minutes. Nobody comes near these things. We're like, what the fuck? And I'm watching this, and you know, I've been inside for a long time at this point, right? And fucking, <clears throat> uh, so I stick closer watching it, thinking, okay, like, nothing's happened here. And then all of a sudden, my friend, a good friend of mine, Cooper, comes walking, and I'm like, holy fuck. I, I got good stories about him, too. Like, me and him grew up, remember when I told you stories about friends I grew up with, and then we all ended up in the pen, and one of my yeah. friends ended up there doing double murder? That's my friend Cooper, Donnie, right? Fucking, yeah. And he was in mission. Yeah, he was in mission with me. And fucking, this is like, 15 years after he's done it like he started in edmonton max first right in alberta um but anyways i'm jumping all over the place here we are in mission so we got i see him start walking so i walk over and he's like hey you see anything land around here well not like hey he's like hey you see anything land around here and i'm yeah they're over here and he's like okay walk with me to get him and as we're walking to get him he's telling me i had some fucking guys i paid to get them in their fucking chicken shit and he wouldn't come over and grab him so i gotta come grab myself i was like i know where they all are i'll grab them for you myself and he's like okay meet me by the fucking library, right? And I'm like, okay. So I go and grab him myself, and I fucking sneak him back over to the library. I give him, he's there with somebody else. He's got a laundry bag, and sometimes guys go to work out, and they have like a towel, their water bottle in it, their weight belt, you know, it looks good, right? Maybe some books from the library that's above the gym. And so there's a guy there with his laundry bag, so he takes them from me, and then Donnie's like, right on, bro, I'll come see you later, I'll hook you up. And I'm like, fucking yes. And oh, and I tell him, I says, one of them landed and opened up. It's all smashed. I grabbed it and I gave it to him, right? And he's like, just put it in the bag with the rest of them. And it was opened up, but it's still good tobacco there, right? And so I know there's tobacco for sure. I didn't know there was dope at this point. I thought, oh, this is lots of tobacco. Because remember how I told you tobacco was legal in prison when I first started? But yeah. fucking after a while, they made tobacco illegal, period. Like you just couldn't even smoke in the whole prison. Um, and that's because of the guards, you know what I'm saying? They shouldn't be in an environment where they got to come to work in tobacco so first they made it we just got to smoke outside then they just took it away period i thought there was going to be way more riding than more like everyone's going to ride but actually when they took the tobacco away everyone just was chill about it but anyway so that was one way we we're getting dope sent in was with this potato gun and uh so after that time my friend's like hey do you want you know do you want to do this again do you want some work and i'm like fuck yeah for sure and he's like okay i got another guy's guy i said no 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 i don't want your fucking guys i says i got a fucking bro i'll grab and i says i give you my word this shit Guards will have to fucking fight us to get this fucking shit from us. <laughs> yeah. and he's like, okay, that's what that's what I want. And that's when he explains to me that one of the canisters will always have a different color tape on it. That's the one that no matter what, like, fuck, we got to be football players if we have to. That shit has to get – so we got plans of how to lose the guards because in mission you can run around the units, you can run around the gym, the kitchen. Like, there's all places to run in deep here and there. So we had it laid out with that one. I would walk to a certain place with the hand that somebody else would walk uh, – from the kitchen over to the into the gym library like right into the building another guy would come walking out he'd hand it to that guy and then he'd walk back out of the building going the other direction with it so the guards would think it went into the gym if they did catch the play meanwhile somebody else would be already walking back to the units with it so fucking yeah like we had everything planned fucking perfect so we did that two three times and then the potato gun as soon as the guards heard it shot off 
they said lock down the yard, right? So there's just like one time fucking uh they got shot, the guards are on the the, the um radio right away. All inmates return to your cells, emergency lockdown, all inmates clear the yard, you know what I mean? Like this right away I'm looking, right? And only the first one's been shot, the two, the second one, the guards are still running. I'm thinking there's no way to go grab these. The guards are on it. Like if we go get it, we're fucking done. Right. Yeah. I'm like, fuck. And I don't see no colored one at this time yet either. The, the city is fucking lucky. The colored one fucking hit the rope, the not the rope, the um the wire, the I can't remember if it's phone. So I don't know why these wires are passing through the fence, but there are wires up there for some reason. Um and anyways, one of the the canisters hit that fucking wire like bullshit luck hit it and fell in the fences there's two fences and yeah. they're about 15 feet apart it fell in between the two fences the two <laughs> security fences so there's no way to get that one anyways so yeah. it so it, like if i could have got it i would have had to but anyway so no loss no harm no foul there's no way to get that one anyways so then after that it's shut down for a while and then he comes back to me a little while later a few months later he's like hey we got another way we're going to try this out he says the guy's going to come up and he's going to throw it by hand. He's going to throw it over the fence. Right. Like, wow. You got to get rid of this fence. This fence is huge. It's about 20 feet high at least, maybe 25 feet. And there's two of them and they're like 15 feet apart. The only way you're throwing this is if you run right up to the fence. Like there's no doing this from a potato gun. Like that potato gun, I don't know where it was being shot from exactly. Like I said, I'm in prison at the time. My job is to catch these canisters and get them to my bro, right? fucking um but like he was far away i guess like like they had it all worked out there was no harm to catching them but now to throw it like you're gonna have to get up close so i'm like yeah cool but he's like you got to be real close when he throws it and he doesn't want the guards to see he doesn't want no inmates to see anymore because the first one we were doing because of the shooting sound and everything all the inmates knew when it was happening and we were like fuck like it's only a matter of time inmates are going to tell the guards like there's no way even guys that are doing the dope are probably going to go tell the guards because some guys are just that much of a goof like they're rats right they're yeah. snitches and fucking um what time of the day was this happening like would you wait for daytime. later on at night daytime. or daytime daytime yeah in the evening sometimes like in the winter time but this wasn't in the winter time but in the fall time we wait to late evening um and so this was the second time we were doing how the guy has to throw it and so he there's there's a couple areas by there that you can be really close to the fence so that when it gets thrown, you can grab it and stuff. And so uh, me and Maddie, fucking, we go to the sacred grounds and stuff all the time. So we're always in that area. So nobody thinks nothing if me and Maddie are over in that area. And there's an area there where you can throw it and it'd be a good place. It's close for someone to throw it over the fence and it's also a good place where there's not a lot of traffic from the inmates. Other than the ones walking laps, there's like a lap area there. Um, and so we're there and everything, and I'm thinking, how the fuck is like, you know, I'm thinking, how is this guy gonna do it, right? And so my friend uh, Donnie's like, no, no, for sure it's gonna happen, right? Just stay out there. And I'm like, okay. So me and my friend Maddie go out there. We're out there. We're waiting. We're waiting. I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm like, okay, let's stay out here. And then some guy comes to walk, you know, and comes close to us, and he says, you know, stay there. It's gonna happen. Don't you know what I mean? Like letting us know to stay there because you know, like an hour or two has passed, and it's gonna be lock up pretty soon, right? And all of a sudden, this guy comes running, and you can see him. He's wearing, like, all black. Like, he looks like a Sasquatch, right? And fucking, he throws one, two, three canisters. He throws them over the fucking fence. And then 
they, they land. Uh, my, me and my friend Maddie have a joke because Maddie caught the third one like in his hands. Ran over there, and the third one came right to his hands. The guy literally threw it over the fence right to him. Like, that was pretty awesome. But uh, So we grabbed them, and then we go, and we're like, holy fuck, this is awesome. And so then we are doing like that for a few times. The guards caught the play again. And so remember, I was saying there's, there was bush all around Mission. Like there was like, you know, not massive bush, but there was bush all around it. The guards cut it all back for like a good fucking 60 feet, 100 feet, all the bush chopped away so they could see now, right? No one could run up and throw it anymore. And that was the end of that. There was no more doing that after that. But for you'd a good be a perimeter. Huh? You'd think there'd be a perimeter fence up the whole ra- well, way around to try and keep perimeter. anyone out. So if they're that getting is, oh, the perimeter know, fence and then fence up. No, missions like missions, you know, it, like it's close to communities and everything, right? And the the minimum security is just on the outside of the fence. Right. So I'm not familiar with the community because I've only been in the prison. <laughs> Yeah. And then only riding the van out to come fucking back here to Vic. I went to Mission. That was for when, remember I told you I backhanded Buddy and I had to go to the pen for two years for that one punch? Was that, that, was, when, when, I, that was when I went to Mission. Was that Mark, uh, the the supermarket one? Mark on Yates bullshit. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. that it wasn't it like the trolley guy or one of the guys came out after you? One of the guys that fucking works there because I was all fucked up on dope. And I was going to quit doing dope. And I had a Were girl you trying to steal supplements or something? Yeah, that's what I was saying. So yeah. I was going to quit doing dope and everything. And I figured if I'm going to detox myself, I need a bunch of supplements. So I went in there to get a bunch of supplements. And I also had this, this girl that I knew that I was getting dope from. And she wanted a bunch of supplements too. And then she was going to piece me off and pay me for it, right? So I figured, fuck it, I'm going in there to steal a bunch of shit anyways. And when I, the way I steal, I don't like go in there and sneak. I just go in there with my bag, fill it up and leave. <laughs> So it's, you know, really not stealing, but stealing. But, you know, like if I was to hit somebody or touch somebody, it would be robbery. You know what I mean? But that's just the way I do shit. I'm all fucked up. I dope. I don't care at this point. So I walk in and I got this big duffel bag. I fill it up with all the supplements at Market on Yates. And then I went to Market on Yates to get those supplements to detox myself with and sell the rest to this girl I knew. And I was going to stay in another girl. Uh, I was at the View Towers here in Victoria. Um, and I was going to detox myself at her place. As I was leaving, they fucking, the people that worked there followed me out. A bunch of the younger store clerks, and like they got tattoos and shit. I guess they thought they were going to be fucking heroes. I don't know what. I got no beef with them, but you shouldn't grab someone from behind if you're not ready to protect yourself. And so I got grabbed from behind. I turned. I fucking hit that guy in the fucking eyebrow, opened up his eyes, started bleeding and everything. There was a couple other guys there. I stopped right away. They stopped as well, too. But his eyes bleeding and everything. And I can hear somebody saying, the police are on their way. The police are on their way. And I said, don't worry about it. I'm fucking, you know, like I'm standing right there. I'm all fucked up on dope. I'm thinking, holy fuck. I don't want this to turn into a robbery charge if I take off. That's all that's going through my head, right? right. So I stay yeah. there because I'm trying to, I want to make sure I turn myself in. And it's just a theft charge. And then it's going to be an assault charge, even though, you know, this guy didn't identify himself or anything. Like he didn't. He didn't say anything. He just grabbed me from behind, right? And so that's what ended up happening. I go to court and I got two years for it. I was like, holy fuck. Um, like a pen bit. They gave me two years plus a day. So I had to go to mission for it. That's when I went to mission. What was your charges then for the two years? For hitting him, just aggravated assault. Oh, was it just an assault? I, I, charge? I, I, I pled to the the assault charge. Oh right, okay. Yeah. 
Um, so going back to one of the other stories that you uh, that you told me about was, I guess it was the commissioner's daughter you had. Oh, that was in Alberta. Yeah, that was fucking. My friend is actually the one that fucking put that together, and then the two of us were doing it. But that was awesome. We were fucking. That was in Alberta. The commissioner's. Uh, so when 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 street people street people. <laughs> When when construction workers and stuff come in from the streets to work in a prison, they'll have these um, commissioners of oaths, they call them commissioners, and they're kind of like guards, but they're just there to guard to make sure that the inmates don't interact with them, don't steal their tools, anything like that. Um, um, but they are like, they're, I don't know if they're guards, but they're the whole thing is, but they're commissioners. They're, they're mostly, yeah, they're mostly retired like uh, military people in that because we use them like when we did work yeah. at the airport, they yeah. were keeping an eye on us. Yeah, so same thing. Okay, so the head, the head guy in Alberta, the head guy of these commissioners, um, it was his daughter that was also working as a commissioner that my friend corrupted, <laughs> and we used to do crosswords in there all the time, me and my bro. Fucking, he's doing time forever. He loves doing armed robberies, and he loves doing cocaine in prison, right? So it's fucking crazy. Um, anyways, fucking, I don't know if he's ever gonna got himself out yet. He's always in trouble. But Why is fucking, it crazy that he's doing cocaine in there? Like, you don't see that much coke in there? Doing, well, coke is expensive. You go through a lot. To do it in prison, you got to have something going pretty good. <laughs> and so yeah. we did. Oh, yeah, so I'll cut to the, I'll get to the story. Okay, so me, me and him are pretty smart, right? We do crosswords together all the time. We're smart, but, you know, here I am in prison. He used to actually joke with me and say to me all the time, he's like, you're the fucking dumbest smart guy. I fucking know. Get out of my cell. Because <laughs> I'd go in there all the time, and I'd do crosswords. I'd compete against him or do them with him to see if we could finish ones that he couldn't or I couldn't. Um, we'd play Scrabble with each other all the time, fucking gambling on it all the time for our canteen, you know, dope, whatever. Um, and... We were both cleaners, so that way we could go work out in the afternoons. We had we had good jobs in there. <clears throat> and uh, the, the the female, one of the commissioners, used to sit in a chair by the window. There's like one window where light comes in on the range and watch the 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 guys work and you know make sure we stayed away from them. Uh, my <clears throat> my friend, I want to say his name, fucking, I don't know if I should or not. Fucking, but anyways, I hope I don't sputter. I don't think you get in trouble. Well, no, we got busted for this. Yeah, what the fuck? I smoked a joint. Anyway, so my my buddy Spidel, Spider, right? Fucking, he's good shit. Uh, so he's going up to her, and he, his cell's right by where she sits all the time, and she does crosswords. You notice she sits there and does crosswords, eats her lunch, does crosswords. So he, we like doing crosswords. So he'd always sit there and talk to her, and she'd, you know, be stuck on a crossword. He'd be like, oh, what is it? He started chatting her up, right? And fucking... He, he wins her trust and everything. Well, this girl, she's a little overweight. She's, I mean, she's awesome. She's solid. You know, I don't mind. I'm not bad mouth at all. But she was kind of strange in that she was like a throwback from like the 80s. Like she had like the big hair, the big makeup and everything. And she was like a rocker girl, fucking hairspray hair. And uh, like. So she big, pro- probably didn't get much attention from guys. Yeah. She so yeah, that's what I mean. She, she, wasn't, she wasn't exactly, I don't think guys were banging down her door or anything. And my buddy Spidell, he's just like your typical inmate, you know what I mean? Full of tatties and shit, fucking. And uh, so, yeah, so he won her over. He's got a little thing going with her. And I don't even know at first what he's got going on. 
And so then I'm over in his cell. And like I said, I'd always go over there and help him do crosswords, have a coffee. So I'm sitting in there and he comes back to the newspaper and he drops the newspaper down on, on the, the desk. as Just as he's saying to me, he's talking about that female, right? Uh, the commissioner's daughter saying something about, oh, she gave him some crosswords that she couldn't finish. And he puts them on the table. Two big fat joints fall out. And I remember his face. I remember him looking at me, his jaw dropping. He's just like, oh. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, wow, two big joints just fell out of this newspaper that she just handed him. And we're like, holy fuck. And right away, like, he's in debt, right? I I got bills. And so he's like, fuck, top them up or roll them into little joints, right? Because these are massive. We'll roll them into, like, prison joints. And so... Uh, we roll smaller joints out of it that we're going to go and sell for canteen. And we take a few, we're going to trade for dope. And right away, his mind's turning. He's like, holy fuck, I don't want to be so big and dope. Like, right away, his mind's going, I'm like, hold on, hold on. I go, like, you know, like, slow down. Let's think about this. So we come up with a little scheme to um, try and get her um, to bring dope in for him and so that she can make money. I, we figured that's the angle. We're going to tell her like, there'll be money in it for her. She doesn't even care about the money. I mean, like, she got her cut, but she didn't even care. She had like a crush, like a like on. Yeah. I thought at first it was on my buddy Spidey, but it was on just an inmate with tatties, I think, because then it was on me and it was another friend of ours. Um. So, uh, I don't remember all. It was the probably details. one of the most. But, it was but, probably but, one of the most exciting things that have happened to her, really. Well, yeah, it was crazy, right? Like you know, she's in a federal prison. She's fucking now. She's gonna bring in dope for a fucking inmate. And I guess there's so my friend Spidey, he's walking to the shower in just his towel so she can see him and shit. Like he's really flirting with her, like getting her like all fucking fucking hot to trot for. And um, but I'm the one that's going and picking up. So he talks her into bringing in some dope for us, right? The first package. I'm always the one that goes and picks it up from her. So there's little stashes where the guards can't see her, where she can tuck behind. Like there's a pillar on the range she can. That's not a really good spot, but there's also a little room where we keep the mop pails and stuff where she could tuck in there, right? So um, I would meet her at different places, and I, I'd be the one that grabbed the package from her. And the first time I go to grab it from her, I, like, I'm looking at her, and she's looking at me, and I'm trying to think, you know, like, how do I communicate to her? Like, you know, like I'm like, fucking anxious, right? Like, this is a fucking massive thing we're about to do. And so then I look at her, and then she winks at me. <laughs> <laughs> like 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 uh like you know like a fucking full on wink and then she walks right into the to the mop bucket room. I swear I was gonna go, but I thought she might be scared to walk in here with an inmate, you know what I mean? She walks right in and then she turns and looks at me and she pulls it out and she goes, like you know, like like trying to be sexy or whatever, here you go. And I was like, Holy fuck and I'm like real thankful. I'm like, fuck awesome, thank you. Right? And I grab it from her and then I walk out, right? Back my buddy. I'm like, what? He's like, what happened? I'm here, boom. He's like, holy fuck. Like, we can't believe it, right? Fucking, it's like a couple ounces of weed, some more. Right off the hop, it was only supposed to be weed because she brought us weed and we figure it's not a big deal. If you put more serious dope in there, it's more serious charges. And my buddy Spidey, he loves fucking hard dope, too. And I remember he's like, oh, we're going to get hard stuff. We're going to put hard stuff in there, right? And I'm like, okay. And next thing you know, now he's getting other guys involved on the package. Because he's got to get people that got the dope on the streets to put the package together, you know, because we don't got that kind of dope on the streets. We've both been in prison too fucking long, right? <clears throat> um, so the more people get involved, the more chance of something going wrong, right? And that was the problem. And, you know, uh, we, were do- we were doing good. We were getting her to bring more in, more in. Um, she was flirting with me. She was, 
for it was spidey that inmates could tell. We have tons of fucking dope. They're like, where are we getting it? Guys in there, they got nothing but time to sit and watch and pay attention. We're trying to make sure no one bumps hip to. So because Spidey's the one handing out the dope, I'm the one going and grabbing it for it, right? So everyone's watching Spidey all the time, not me, right? But we're hanging out together all the time. I'm I got dope too, like you know. So guys are figuring things out. Um, the stalls we were getting from her were getting so big that the last one I grabbed from her. Um, there guys in there they they can do uh different hobbies and some guys in there make like native mitts the big leather native mitts yeah. and so I had a big pair of those fucking in there and I was walking in the package I had to stuff it into the mitt like it could barely fit in the cuff of the mitt and the cuff of the mitt is like huge right <laughs> that's how much dope she was bringing us like it was crazy and we were giving guys wicked deals like that's one thing about me and my buddy Spidey like. We, you know, what comes around goes around, and we fucking helped out a lot of guys in there. Guys in there were normally selling, you know, like little pinner joints. We were selling a cigarette tube full of fucking weed for the same as for like as uh, for uh, $40, $40 canteen. I can't even remember. I want to say 40 was 50 Anyways, uh, canteen. You could easily roll like 10 joints out of that, and a joint goes for $10 canteen. So guys could resell them and make tons. Like everyone was money and stuff there was so much weed like we had weed still like the weed part we had weed still when the next package came it was the hard dope that was always running out and guys want to do more especially the painkillers and the coke right like my buddy spidey's bringing coke in. and i'm like what the fuck man i remember going to his cell he does smashes the coke so big he almost fucking killed me with just the the remnants that the leftover of his of his his fix his smash so in there, like, we can get our hands on needles and everything and fixing dope fucking, that's like, you know, like fixing heroin dope. That's like, as far as drug addicts, so that's always people consider the worst. Like, once you're fixing dope, that's as most addicted as you can be, right? That means, in, that means but, injected. But smoking crack or smoking speed isn't any fucking better. So um, when you say fixing, what do you mean by that? Well, because I've fixed dope, right? Like, I've done everything, right? Yeah, but um, what is fixing dope? Is, is in a needle. Is when you're oh, gonna right, shoot okay. up dope. Yeah. So and he's so he's shooting up coke, right? And he's doing like massive fucking fixes. So I walk in there and he's standing in his cell. So in our cells, we're allowed to have like a little TV, a little 12 to 14 inch TV. We're allowed a little stereo. Um, we're allowed a couple pairs of street clothes and a couple shoes. Like we're allowed a little bit of stuff in there, right? And that's like bare minimum. You're allowed fifteen hundred dollars worth of property is the most you can ever sell. Most guys got that, but a lot of guys don't have nothing in there, right? Some guys come in with fuck all, right? Um, but anyway, so I'm in the cell with Spidey. Or I come walking in. He's standing in there first. And I'm looking at him, and he's, he's got the headphones on. He's standing in front of his, uh, his uh, stereo. And one of the things he does when he's high is he taps. He can't see, but he takes his fingers, and he touches his thumb with his fingers back and forth real fast. It's one of his little twitchy things he does. So I walk in, I see he's got the headphones on, he's standing in front of his stereo, he's doing that with his fingers, so I figure, oh, he's listening to music, and he's standing there, and I see the spoon out, and, you know, so I can see that he's just fixing dope and everything, and I lay back on the bed, and then I'm I'm waiting for him to finish uh, listening to music, so I can ask him fucking for a fix, right? And then I look, and I look down, the headphones that he's got on his ears, the wire's not plugged in to fuck off. <laughs> he's standing there ringing so when you do coke you can't your ears you can't hear shit right like me 
So he's standing there. He's just at a fix. He's got the headphones on. He doesn't want to come, anyone to come into his cell and try and talk to him because he's not going to be able to hear them anyways. And so that's his cover is he does his fix and stands there with his headphones on ringing. So after his, his I, I see that and everything, and then he takes the earphones off. And he's like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, fuck. I was laughing at him, right? I'm like, what the fuck? I thought you were listening to music. And so then he tells me what he <laughs> tells me what he's up to. I was like, that's not actually a bad idea. Yeah. Um, because like, he does big fixes, right? So then I'm like, hey, can I have a fix? And he goes, he goes, I left you some in the spoon there, right? And I'm like, what? And he's like, right there, you can have that one. And so I'm like, okay, and you know, he's clean, whatever. Like if you, you know, put a dirty rig in there or anything. He's like, no, no, that's fine. And like I'm clean, right? So I know I'm good. Uh but like I, I lucked out. I how I didn't fucking catch AIDS or Hep C or something in prison and fucking die just from that, I don't know, but fucking luck on my side. Um but plus I was I try to be safe as possible. I had my own rig, right? Most guys in there have their own rig, but you still end up every now and then helping a bro out, you know, use your rig and you clean it and everything as best you can, but there's always a chance, right? You fuck up. Um rig's obviously a needle or a needle, yeah. And so he's like, oh, you can have that. And I look at it and it's, you know, and I said to him, I said, well, there's nothing here. And he goes, oh, there's lots there. And it's just a little puddle of water and a little filter. And I'm thinking, what the fuck is this? So I, I sucked it up and I fucking hit myself with it. Holy fuck, bro. The first thing I noticed right away was my mouth. I couldn't fucking like, just like, like all I taste is Coke. Like, and I can't feel my fucking tongue. I want to go to say something to and all of a sudden, boom, my fucking ears go like, man, like, like I can't hear a fucking thing. And then my eyes start to go like, like, like sort of like a black circle closing around my eyes and my vision's becoming less and less. Like I've never felt that from cocaine before. I'm like, holy fuck. And I sit back down on his bed. He, I must, I don't know. He must be able to tell something's wrong with me. Cause then he looks over at me and he says, you know, Hey, you okay. You okay. And I can barely hear him. And he grabs me by my arms. He lays me back on the bed. And I can remember him saying, here, hold the newspaper. You look fucking hyped. The guards walk by. Blah, blah, blah. Like he sounds like he's far away talking. He hands me the newspaper so I can sit there on his bed and hold the newspaper up. So if a guard walks by, he can't see my face so that I look normal. Well, I'm so high. I'm vibrating. He passes me the newspaper. I hold it. And all the newspapers vibrating. <laughs> so I just drop it. And it just lands on me. I thought I was going to die, bro. Fuck, and then it starts to wear off, and I'm finally I can sit up and talk and shit. I'm like, holy fuck, you're trying to kill me? I thought I was gonna fucking die, right? And he's like, no, no. And speaking of cocaine, like, so when I was in there, I didn't fix dope when I went into prison. I started doing it in prison, right? Yeah. For the first three, four years of my bid, actually, I said no to it all the time. And so many friends in there fixed their dope that you almost, if you don't, you almost stand out for not. Like the stigma of being a, a drug addict in there. Nobody really cares because everybody's a fucking drug addict, right? Um, so, but anyway, so my first fix I ever did was with a different friend. It was morphine. But then the first fix of coke I ever did happened to be with my friend Spider. Because like I said, he always tries to get it in there. He's always trying to get it. And I remember the first time he ever gave it to me, same thing. He gave me a fix it, and I felt like, whoa, I'm going to die on this fucking shit. And I grabbed him by the seat of the pants as he was trying to walk out. I grab him by the back of his jeans and I'm holding on to him. I'm like, don't go nowhere. Don't go nowhere. I'm going under. I'm going under. He's like, fucking let go of me. You're not going under. <laughs> and then he took off out of the cell to go get us some heroin to switch gears from doing coke to heroin. Because I don't like coke, right? And I don't like meth either. It's funny you said that. I've done a lot of meth, but only because when I'm doing heroin, I don't want to go to sleep. Like when I was on the streets and shit, fucking trying to sell fucking dope. I ended up doing more dope and having to do crime to get more dope all the time anyways. 
I would do meth to try and stay awake on the heroin. That was the only time I did meth, but I, of course I end up wired to meth. Like I got fucked up on speed too. But in prison, I didn't like to do speed or coke or any of that. Why would I want to do that shit in there? I only just wanted to smoke weed when I first started doing time. And then eventually weed just wasn't enough. And then I started doing painkillers like morphine and shit. We call it mojo in there. And I started doing that. And then heroin's, you know, the same thing. And so then I started shooting heroin in there. And I remember before I got out, I remember talking about, you know, I don't want to get out with a habit and everything. And I remember this one old timer in there saying to me, you don't even know what a fucking habit is yet, boy. And and I didn't because when I got out to the streets and then at first, you know, I did good and everything. But when I finally did relapse and fuck up and pick up dope again and started doing dope on the streets and started doing opiates out here, then I found out what a fucking habit was. Right? Because out here you can do a lot of dope for a long time. And I got really addicted, like fucking, like lay down on the sidewalk wanting to fucking die addicted. And is it because of the strength of the stuff out in the street? So what, what's the difference? Just how much I can do. Right. right. Like in prison, you can only get so much. And you've got to get shared with all the good guys and even the guys that just, you know, got money to pay for it. You, you can't really have too big a habit in prison. Not like out here, right, where you got tons of dope and you can just go and go and go and be a pig on it, right? right. And that's what he meant. Like you don't even know what a habit is. Like in there, put it this way, in there, I worked out every day. I would do it one day, not do it the next, do it one day, not do it the next. Like, you know, I was in, you know, I was in prison, so it didn't matter if I was high, but I still took care of myself. Like I ate, I showered, I worked out, I was functional. When I got out to the streets and I started doing dope, like when I got out, like, you know, I started working and stuff first and, you know, try to hold it together. But then when I did start doing dope out here, I was doing it so bad. Like I was doing it like to the point where I was killing myself, overdosing dropping all the time so um, that, that habit really got bad and almost killed me and then to bring you back to um, <laughs> the commissioner's dinner not quite present but more uh the commissioner's daughter story how did that one end up yeah so how we got busted was fucking my buddy spidell always involving people all the time and i'd always say to him bro don't get people involved we don't need dope right now but fucking he'd want to do dope. So then he would go cuff dope from people and then tell them how we're getting ours in so that they would hook him up. So it's, you know, like he's trying to like, he's trying to use our, our angle as a way to get in before it's even happened. You know what I mean? He's being a drug addict, right? Like call a spade a spade. He's being a fucking dope head. Right. And I would always give him shit like, fuck, just chill, smoke weed for a week or so. Like, you know, we don't like, it's all like, don't keep telling people. I was always my message to her. And then all of a sudden, I remember the day she got busted. She stayed solid. Like, that's what I mean. This woman is a fucking chap. She's amazing. Um, uh, when other inmates were fucking being snitch goofs, you know what I mean? Trying to fucking fuck up her life and ours. Fucking trying to get themselves out. She stayed solid. So anyways, the day she's supposed to come and I'm going to go meet her to grab the package from her. And that's the other thing I used to tell her. I said, quit telling people. I said, because I'm the one that goes to meet her. I'm the one that grabs the package. That shit goes bad. I'm the one getting busted, not you. You know what I mean? So fucking, you know, quit drawing heat on us. Quit involving other people. I want to know what's involved when I go to get it. All of a sudden, friends and stuff are coming up to us and they're saying, holy fuck, their cops are fucking busting somebody in the parking lot. Like guys can see through the fence out to the yard, right? Out to the parking lot. And the cops are out there busting her, right? 
all of a sudden they're calling lockdown in the units, right? And I'm like, fuck, you know what I mean? It's us, right? And I remember my buddy, uh, Spidey fucking, he's, oh, he's, uh, he's already locked in his cell. I walked up to his cell just to see where he's at, you know what I mean? And let him know. Obviously, he's going to know too. And as I get to his cell, he's already locked in his cell because they're calling emergency lockdown. And he's looking at me through the window, right? And he's like, you know, like, give me that look, like, fuck, bro. I don't know what, what the fuck's happening, right? And I just looked at him, and I fucking, I, I said, I told you so, right? And that was a bad thing to say to him. I remember he, like, got mad, but that's because he was hurt. I said to him through his door, I said, I fucking told you so. And then right away, he's like, you know, he's yelling through his doors. I'm walking to my cell to lock up now because it's lock up, right? He's yelling, how the fuck can you say that to me? How the fuck could you say that? Right. And I did feel bad after. I was like, yeah, that's not the best thing to say to you, bro. Right. But it was, you know, true. Right. So anyway, so now we're locked up and sure enough, the guards the next day, like, it's going to be nighttime now. The next morning they come and scoop Spidell and they scoop me. They actually scoop me first. So I'm in the hole first. And then they, they're, they're bringing Spidell down. And as he's walking past my door, he's looking at me again, all sad. And then the guards walk off the range. And the first thing he yells under his door to me, he's like, are you mad, bro? Because I'm in the hole. We're both fucked. And I'm like, no, it's all good, bro. We had fun. It's all good. I'm feeling pretty rough because I've already been in there a little bit longer than him. And we were waiting for that package to come so we could get the painkillers, the morphine, because we need that because we're dope sick, right? We're going through withdrawal. So getting thrown in the hole really fucking sucked. And so how we got busted was he went and told this fucking goof rat, Shane Gallagher, fucking piece of shit. Fucking one of those guys always telling stories how fucking cool he is and how that bad Brian. I never fucking liked the fucking head. And he had fucking dope and of course he had the dope my friend wanted and my friend went and got him involved and told him everything that was happening with us and next thing you know, fucking our scores getting busted. So now we're in the hole and all we got is what the guards are coming and grabbing us, you know what I mean? And trying to like, they're saying to us, You two are screwed. I can't believe and we're like, What are you talking about? Like they're already trying to say we're involved with this commissioner, right? Like, what are you talking about? We don't know what the fuck. And uh, um, so then we read the newspaper and they arrested her. She's staying solid. She's got a period. Like, there's no statements. Like, the oh, she, like, if she would have ratted, it would sit in the newspaper. Guard was, you know, or like commissioner was the same as a guard. Forced to bring in dope by inmates or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, she'd try and save herself and say we made her do it kind of thing, right? Yeah. Oh, no, no. She fucking denied that she was bringing it to us and everything. She didn't bring it into the fucking prison even. They couldn't even get her for trying to sneak it in. She had a fucking feeling. She's a smart woman. Like, she's fucking solid. She had a feeling something was up. You know, probably all the fucking extra cars in the parking lot. But she, uh, when she came into the prison, she didn't have it on her. So then when they tried to say, hey, you're bringing dope in here. She's like, I don't got nothing. But they went out to her car, of course, because if your car's on prison property, it's subject to being searched. They search her vehicle, and there's all the dope. Right. So, but she, she, you know, she still doesn't crumb. She's like, well, whatever. I have dope in my car. What does that mean? Nothing. Like she stays solid. She, she lawyers up. She gets a lawyer. She fucking fights it in court. Fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Because if one person pleads guilty, you fuck up the rest of the people because then that pretty much means they're guilty too. You know what I mean? So you all got to stay solid and all choose to fight it. You know what I mean? Or fucking you figure out among yourselves, you know, who's, who should take the time. Right. Uh, so anyway, so we can't talk to her, of course, we're in the hole in prison and she's on the streets, but we can read the newspaper. My buddy, my buddy Spidell's reading it to me. He's like, fuck, bro, she's staying solid. He reads it to me. Like what's going on with her court cases. And he's interpreting. He's like, she must be fucking pleading. Like shit says she, 
enters no guilt and everything. And he's like, it must mean she's doing this, not okay. That's awesome. So then the guards are trying to investigate us for fucking involvement in this. We've been in the hole now for 45 fucking days, right? We're hearing <laughs> stories down in the hole from inmates about different things guys are hearing in the yard, you know, over here and you guys got busted. They were going to bust Shane too. And I'm like, why were they going to bust Shane? He's like, well, that's what Shane's saying. He's saying he's your guys' co-accused and they were going to bust him too, that he might be getting sent out and that he got charged and all this stuff. We're hearing this in the hole, right? And I'm like, he's charged. We're not even charged. Why is this guy charged? You know what I mean? He's out there fucking lying. He's out there saying he's getting charged and shit because he thinks we're in the hole getting charged because he's the one that fucking ratted on us. So, um, so remember I told you I, I managed to one time get myself into, into minimum security. This was that one time I had just fucked up in minimum security. So I had just come back into medium security. So in prison, you have points. And how much points you have determines your security level. So low points, minimum, medium points, medium, high points, maximum, right? Yep. I had low medium points. My friend Spider almost had high medium points, but we're both in medium. But because I just come back from being in a minimum, my points really low. So we're in the hole. The guard stays solid. We're in there for 45 fucking days. As long as they can keep us investigating us and everything, now they got to make a move. Let us out. Just transfer us. One of the two. Um that because that female guard stayed solid, she never admitted once that she was bringing dope. And we were like, we're not fucking getting no dope from no guard. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so it's awesome. So all, the, all they can do is process for us for going to the hole. Every time you get thrown in the hole, you get points put on your fucking on you. And then right. if you get enough, you can get maxed. And then also the guards can override a couple points to try and max you or keep you in a medium, depending on what they want to do with you. Um. So my friend Spidal, of course, he gets maxed off to the max. He goes and he, oh, and he had just came from the max, right? So of course he's back off to the max. Me, because I just came from the minimum back inside into the medium. I only get high medium, so I get back out to pop. Well, now I get back out. I want to see this fucking Shane Gallagher, right? The fuck are you talking? <laughs> All these things I'm hearing, right? I'm telling you, bro, I got out at like ten something in the fucking morning. I'm trying to find this guy. He's hiding on his unit. No one can find him. The guards are telling me to go back to my unit because I just got out of the hole. And like, you want to go back to the hole, English? Get back, go to your unit. You know what I mean? And I'm trying to yeah. okay, so I go back to my unit. And so so I get out like 10 something in the morning. Now I go back to my unit, lock up for lunch. They count us, everybody's there, and now they clear count, they open us up to go. All of us walk to the cafeteria for lunch. So I head back out to the yard looking for this fucking Shane Gallagher. Right? Like, my fucking bro just got transferred to the fucking max. Like, they transferred him right up the hop. They came and grabbed him first thing in the morning. I thought I was going to. He's like, oh, bro, it looks like we're going to the max. I was like, ah, whatever. No problem. We've both been there before. And and we've even had some good times there. Like, you can get dope anywhere. Um, <laughs> and But then they don't come and get me. They tell me, pack pack up my shit. Right? So if they're scooping me, they're going to tell me to pack up my stuff. They're going to lock, put me in cuffs and take me out of the cell. They tell me to pack up my shit. I'm going back to my unit. Right? I'm like, oh, okay. So, so now I'm out in the yard looking for the Shane Gallagher, right? He fucking checked in. When they locked us all up, he's, you know, blah, blah, blah to the guards. You got to put me in the hole. You got to put me in the hole. So I'm in front of his unit at lunchtime, and all guys are coming out, and they're telling me, oh, yeah, Shane's gone for sure. He's the one that ratted, and you could hear him through the doors, begging the guards to put him in the fucking hole, right? And we're like, oh, that fucking goof. And he's going around telling everybody out here that fucking uh, – he got street charged just like us. Well, we never got street charged, so he knew when I got out he was fucked, right? Like he was, he was fucked. And right. so, that, so you can ask to be checked into the hole just in isolation. Is that how it works? 
What do you mean? You know, if you get so checked, you see... in, the guards checked you in, or is that you oh, got okay. checked in by an inmate and the guards put you in there? Oh, okay. Like checked it, checked in is bad. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, check in is when the inmates, an inmate can go to the guards and say, "Put me in the hole," right? Because yeah. other inmates are gonna fuck me up, and then the guards put oh, me okay. in the hole. So that's what that's right. what he did. He went to the guards and asked for help. When you go and do that, you become PC, and that's you're a goof, you're a piece of shit, right? PC is protective yep. custody. That means you've gone to the guards, and now you're asking the guards for help. Normal guys that go to the guards for help are guys that rape kids, rape women, rat on people, fucking, they're goofs, right? And for some reason, they can't stay in population with us. It's not because, oh, we're violent, and oh, we're going to kill them. We're all fucking in there being ourselves. You know, there are old men in there that, you know, they're not fighters. You know what I mean? No one's going to fucking touch a fucking hair on their fucking heads because they're good guys. It's the goofs that get fucked up and they got to go check in, right? And this guy was obviously a goof and I don't know what his motives were. That's what I mean. This guy was going to get dope. He was going to get dope in this fucking package. And instead, he decides to snitch on it to try and get out. Because being able to go to the guards and say, hey, I got something to tell you. I know two guys that got the commissioner's daughter bringing in dope. You know what I mean? That's, to him, he thinks, oh, they're going to let you out. You're going to become, what, fucking Joe Citizen? I don't know what the fuck goes through his head. And so, yeah, so he got transferred somewhere. I don't know. They didn't let us find out fuck all about him. They hit him somewhere. So so he goes so to the he, hole. He got hidden and until he somewhere was transferred else, out. He gets out from there. Pardon? He he got hidden until he's transferred transferred somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. He gets put in the hole and stashed away in protective custody, and then they transfer him to another prison. And then he would have got out or something. I'm like, he must have got whatever. I don't know what the rewards are for snitching. I've never understood it. But I know that if you're in there for being a piece of shit, just because you go and snitch on people, that doesn't mean you should get to get out to the community. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't even know why guards work with that shit, right? And any idea what happened to the commissioner's daughter? Or did you so find out what happened to her? She, st- she stayed fighting the charges and everything, and she did end up getting sentenced. To uh, possession charges, uh, they were never able to make her on bringing anything into the institution. And I don't think – so they were going after her heart at first, right, because they want her to crack because they want us. They know we're the assholes, right? When yeah. she's not cracking, they don't want to fucking roast her completely because of us. You know what I mean? So I think they let up on her. I don't know. This is speculation, right, because I never had to – I never went to street court. I never had – she stayed solid, so – other than this yeah. guy snitching on us and getting her busted, you know what I mean? We never had to go to court. Um, so I'm speculating that they let up on her and just, you know, because she only had possession charges, right? Like, and at first they were trying to charge her for, you know, introducing drugs into a fucking institution, right? Like that's much more serious charge. How does it all work with the outside guy? So obviously it was your mate that was setting it up on the outside, but in general yeah. you must have you must have it set up with the guy who's who's doing it and how do you communicate with them because i'm sure they're listening well, to conversations on the phone we got letters we got visits and we got the phones and then we also have cell phones that we get snuck in the prison phones they're not listening to on those calls oh, no, they listen to them they listen to them and yeah. it's hit and miss sometimes they're listening to them a lot sometimes they're not missing them to that much at all Right, like I know shit gets sit on there and nothing happens, and all of a sudden shit gets sit on there and something does happen. So I think you know guards can't listen to fucking everything. So I think they specific guys they get information on, they go after them, right? Trying to hear shit. I don't know, but not everything gets busted on on the phones. But you still you don't you shouldn't talk on the guards' phones, right? Like that just makes sense. Don't do it. 
So guys have phones in there that get snuck in, and then you can pay to use the cell phone, right? Right. And then how do you pay the guy on the outside? So the main way most guys do is bank transfers. Because most people in there don't have anything. They're just they're just a guy who got, got busted and now he's in the pen. And but they got family and friends usually, right? Usually family. And so they can call their family and they can ask them for money. And then the family can put money into a bank account for them, right? And that's called a BT, a bank transfer. And so that's how you get stuff in there. So guys in there, they don't want they're in prison. They don't want stuff in prison all the time. They want to get out to shit. So guys get dope sent in there so they can sell it in there for bank transfers on the street. So then when they get out, they got street money for the dope, right? They still right. use some in the prison, you know, to live good and buy shit, and buy food from the fucking food drives, buy food from the kitchen, <clears throat> excuse me, like from inmates stealing it and shit and helping friends get high and getting high yourself and shit. But most of the stuff in there, you want to get street cash for it on the street. And there was another story that you told me that, because um, we'll probably touch on a later episode that you spent a considerable amount of time in the hole. But there was one time that you had actually got to be a cleaner while you're in the hole and you're hooking people up with drugs while you're oh, the cleaner. Oh, yeah, that was, that was in Drumheller. <laughs> yeah, that was after the riots. Fucking, uh, so normally in the hole, the only guys that get to be cleaners are goofs right the rats and shit right the guards give them jobs and shit right um but so when we rioted i was already in the hole already and then the, i was in drum i was in drum there was two riots in drum i was in the first riot and the second riot i was in the hole when it happened so when all the guys are coming to the hole from the riot, the, the check-ins they don't want to be cleaners they just want to stay hidden themselves so they whatever i can't hear it but they tell the guards whatever they don't want to be cleaners so because I'm in the hole, I'm not in the hole from riding. I'm just in the hole from fucking being in the hole. They, they ask me, English, you want to be a cleaner? All right. You know, at first, I'm like, no, what the fuck I want to be a cleaner for? Right? And they're like, no, fucking, uh, it'll be just you. And I can't remember who the other person was. Oh, Mikey, Mike Curtis. And it'd just be you and Mikey. And I was like, okay. So now we're out in the fucking, the, we can run back and forth and pass everything. So we had a hot pot. Like, a, I don't know, you know what a hot pot is? like a like a kettle that but you can take the lid off and you can cook in it yep and you plug it in okay yeah so we had one of those and we would put dope in the bottom of it and stuff and that's how we're that's how we're passing dope around but we could also do it when we were locked up like we would tell the guards hey can you pass so and so the hot pot so he can make a coffee and then there'd be dope in the bottom of the hot pot and the guard would fucking walk it over and give it to the guy not knowing he's bringing him the dope and the rig and everything that's in the bottom of the hot pot (laughs) and then and then the guard would come back, and the guard would be, hey, boss, can you take him this fucking hot pot so he can make craft dinner, right? And the guard would be like, okay, but I'm not passing shit around no more. Blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, you wait. So the guard does around again the next time, and there's three guards usually working, right? So sometimes they mix up who's working. But, yeah, and then you just ask the guard again, hey, can you take him this? And then you hear guys. So now guys have been passing the hot pot around, so everybody's got their dope. And then now everyone's done their dope. And now you hear everyone laying on the floors talking underneath the doors to each other from their cells. And everyone's high. You can hear it in their voices. Hey, bro, what's up? How's that coffee? Pretty good. How's that? You know, how's that craft dinner? Oh, that was pretty good, bro. Making it obvious. <laughs> yeah, everyone's fucking high, right? Yeah, shit like that. We do it out in there. That's in the hole. Yeah, How would you even get dope down there, though? Like to, to hook people up? How do you get dope in the hole? Well, Guys come down to the hole with it. Guys can get themselves thrown in the hole. Guys are going to court, and they know they're going to get hole time. 
they 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 package it and then they go to court say for tattooing or making a brew or for fighting or any type of charge right and you go to court like institutional court inside court and then you go to court we call it kangaroo court and then you get you can get whole time for it or you can get a fine right and they take that off our 69 dollar pay that's only if you're at level a pay if you're doing shitty in there and you're like you know at low level pay you're only getting like fucking 49 dollars or something a fucking pay like you're working on welfare like it sucks fucking and you said uh you can get dinged for um making a brew i remember one time you said yeah. to me the yeah, guards I mean, kind of a bit lenient on on like drugs but alcohol is a huge no-no yeah. because so if you make a brew so if you get in trouble in there like i said and you get charged and you go to the hole right when you get out you go back to your cell and everything's there the guards just go and put a lock on your cell if you got a roommate you know and it's a good roommate they'll pack some of your shit and then you go back to your roommate if you know you're a roommate and you say that's what you want um but if you made a brew you lose everything because the guards don't want, so I mean lose everything, like the guards will go to your cell, they'll fucking strip it down, they'll take anything you're not allowed, and then when you get out of the hole, you got to go back to a double cell, so you got to go back to the bottom of the list, you got to wait to get a single cell again, it sucks, like you, your, your pay level goes all the way to the bottom, they take everything away from you they can, full loss of, of everything when you're in the hole, like there's different hole you can do, you can do whole time with your TV, or you can do whole time with no TV. I always got whole time with no TV. The one time they did try to bring me a TV in the hole, it was shift change. And the one guard, I guess, just had to change the heart. I'd already been down there for like 30, 40 fucking days. And he's like, English, you want a TV? Because they have inmate welfare committee TVs down there that are loners. And I was like, sure. And so he brings just a little black and white fucking thing, right? But I'm like, cool. And I put it, I'm just setting it up in my, my, my cell. And then all of a sudden, I hear the guard open. Like, so shift change happens now. It's like, you know, a half hour later or whatever. I hear the guards coming to do another round. I hear my cell door opening as I'm trying to fix my TV still, get it to work. And he said something like English, something about my TV. And I thought he was going to fucking take it from me now, the goof guard, because I was on no privileges. I wasn't supposed to be allowed a TV, right? So this guard was just being nice. And I thought, no, this guard's going to be a goof like I know he is, and he's going to try and take the fucking TV. So I fucking was like, fuck, you want to take it? And I fucking threw it at him, shit, smashing shit, fucking take it in fucking pieces. And he closes my door real quick, you know, and then he he starts talking to my door, through my door, you got to calm down, whatever. I was like, whatever, you're going to take my TV, you want to be goofy? And he's like, I wasn't taking your fucking TV. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> but that's what I thought he was doing. So, so then he's like, you calm down, I'm going to open your door so you can clean up in there. And then he was still being cool. He says, and I'll go look if there's another TV. He says, but I don't think there is. And I knew there wasn't because the one they gave me was a shitty black and white. It was like the shittiest loner TV you could get. The last one, right? And fuck, yeah. So that sucks. The whole so make me is... you. I had already been down there for 30, 40 holes. My head was fucked up. So what you're yeah. saying about doping there? Oh, yeah. So we get doped down there all those different ways. No, I was saying, why, why is it so bad to make brew? Why don't they want alcohol? Oh, in because guards, because that's when guards get punched out. <laughs> Right. Well, one time, guys can do coke, guys can do speed and hide in their cells, guys can fucking do morphine and fucking just want to, you know, walk around, rah, 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 right? But fucking you get guys drunk and they want to punch out fucking guards, right? And you get a guy drunk enough, he will go punch out a fucking guard. And you got a yeah. bunch of guys, you know, all cheering them on, you know what I mean? Now send them down the range, point them at a guard, <laughs> right? So 
And so that's why the guards crack down on brews big time. They don't want no brews being made. They don't want no inmates getting drunk. They don't want guards getting assaulted. Right. Because it'll be it the good sense. Part, it's, you know it's, I mean? also, it's also crazy how, you know, prison's got that mentality that alcohol is the worst because yeah. guys, people getting hurt. But it's okay out in public. Like, it's legal. Yeah. Well, two different worlds. But yeah, it's two different worlds, but I mean, yeah, it's still pretty damaging. Uh, damaging. Oh, no, it's, it's, well, my mom got punched out every time my dad got drunk, right? So, fucking, yeah. I know it's bad shit. I hate the stuff myself. The few, I don't, like I said, I'm not a drinker, right? And the few times I have a drunk, I've only done stupid shit. So, yeah, yeah, tell me about it. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> no, I've got some stories, but I won't share those ones. Um, so in, just to, to wrap this up, any other interesting ways that um, dope was brought into the oh, yeah, into we, the we, you know? we got so sidetracked. So you can I, I, well the ways that I was doing it was was we were, had the commissioner's uh, daughter bringing us dope for a while, but then you can and then we had stuff being shot in, <laughs> then thrown in. That was pretty awesome. Um, other ways we were getting it done was uh, through the visits, like you get mules. And so say like the right. person's visitor will come in and they got the dope and they'll go to the pop machine, say, right? There's a pop machine in there, right? And they'll fucking, you know, buy a pop, whatever, and they'll go to get the pop and they'll leave the dope where you get the pop out, right? And then oh, okay. an inmate will go to the machine now to get pop, you know what I mean? And he'll buy it and then he'll get his pop and he'll reach in and grab the dope. You know, then he's got to go back to his table and somehow without the guards seeing him and without getting caught, he's got to somehow get that dope up his ass. And so most guys do it no problem. <laughs> and do you, I think you've told me before that you guys kind of have a guy set up that looks like he's obviously doing it and they kind of, the guards look at him, but the other well, guys are actually doing it. Well, yeah, you try and trick the guards and stuff and you'll have a guy with fucking, you know, tobacco and shit, something stupid like that, trying to hoop in something. And then you got the real stuff going on in the other corner. But yeah, there's all kinds of tricks in there. What's the Constable. most amount of dope you've seen brought in that way? The the stuff we had shot in. No, I mean... Or someone putting yeah. up their ass? Yeah. Oh, well, I know there's been no dope in a prison, and and we and guys are waiting for somebody to get out of, out of a PFV. That's a private family visit, they call it. A conjugal visit, you and your girlfriend. Not your girlfriend, yep. your wife, right? Or common-law wife. Yep. And then all of a sudden, there's like fucking, you know, like four fucking ounces of fucking weed in the prison. It's like, holy fuck. That all came out of someone's butt. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's impressive. Yeah, right. But I mean, you can pack and squish dope down and shit. But I mean, you imagine the biggest fucking shit. You know what I mean? Like I've never seen. Like I don't know. I've never seen the biggest stall ever. But I imagine fucking as big as someone can fucking shit has been brought in. Yeah. I know there are guys that are known for being champs, like. And it's weird, like, what guys can become famous for in there, but there are guys in there that are famous, you know, usually the trannies or something, or, or actually just even a normal guy for fucking having a loose ass, right, and being able to stick a lot of dope up there. Yeah. <laughs> so you can friend um, what, hard what, what do you think of um, the title of the podcast last week? Don't fuck with the pizza guy? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm trying to get a bit more creative. So we've got three choices for the... Being creative. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh let's try it's three different ones you can you can choose huh you can choose the title for this week there's three options there's either I don't know what the fuck we all talked about 
Toonies, Potato Gun, oh, no. or Commissioner's Daughter? Um, I don't know. None of them. <laughs> they None got them? a better than you worked on it. What's that? You can't give it a title about me hooping Toonies in the prison. <laughs> That was brutal. Let's see the shit I do for fucking friends so that his debts get fucking paid. And then when I get out, I go see my friend PK and I leave it all in the fucking toonies and loonies. I get mine. I bring mine in normal money, my 200 I'm contributing. And I'm like, here. And he's like, why is it all in fucking change? I go, that's how I brought it out, bro. And he's like, <laughs> name PK, right? Paul Carolock, he's good shit too, right? Fucking, he's like, no way. And I'm like, yeah, that was for our bro James, right? Fucking... Yeah, that was fucking, that was a like solid said, move for bro. Toonies is off the list then. Yeah, and that's the, yeah, like, that was fucking brutal. Like, I'm telling you, bro, like, it feels like you got a shit. Like, it fucking, you can, I was walking on the bus and I could feel the weight of fucking all the Toonies and Loonies, like, wanting to fall out of my ass. Good thing I'm toy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, know, we'll wrap fucking, it up. We'll, we'll wrap uh, it up anyway. Prison we can stories. debate about this one. Hey, prison, prison stories. Yeah. That's fucking yeah. boring. I'll come up with yeah. something else. You, you figure out what is it we'll there. You listen to it and come up with something. I'll leave that up to you, bro. If I could have you, a title and an accent, it would be doit. License. What? <laughs> if I could do the title and an accent, it would be doit. Doit. Yeah. yeah. I love you can spell like, that. Like a tiger. How about like a tiger? Let's Keep go with like tight. a tiger. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, we'll end it there. Surprise me. Okay, so you guys obviously know now that Gillis won that argument and we didn't name the podcast about anything to do with Gillis putting anything up his butthole, but uh, we used Mudfish Money because that was quite an interesting story, eh? People creating their own currency in prison. Um, and some other stories like, sounds like they had Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite chucking tennis balls over the fence there. It actually blows my mind how, well not how easy it is to get it in, but you'd think it'd be a lot harder. It'd be a lot, lot more screening and a lot more parameters to stop people from doing it. But that's how they get it in. So that was a good one. Um, next week we're going to touch on um, all the different characters that Gillis uh, met in prison. Any funny stories arising from that. So um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that one. And as I always say, give us a, a rating or review on Apple Podcasts to help us out. And we'll see you next time on Plain English. <laughs>